Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the Wisden World Cup Daily Podcast. England's hopes of retaining the World Cup are hanging by a thread. Afghanistan played England off the park in Delhi. They raced off to a flyer thanks to Ramanullah Gurbaz's top order blitz and did well to recover after a mid-inning slump to get up to 284. From the moment that Fazal Hakfaruki got Johnny Best at the start of the second over of the England innings, England were always behind in the run chase, really, despite Harry Brooks' excellent 66. In the end, Afghanistan won by 69 runs, their first ever victory over England in any format, just their second ever World Cup win. I'm Yaz Rana, and with me today is Mark Butcher and Joe Harmon. Butch, well, at least we got our first upset of the tournament. Um, <laughs> Afghanistan did just outplay England in, in all departments, really. Um, yeah, uh, the, the opening partnership, 114 um, it sort of put us on the back foot and, and rather quashed any hopes that there were that Chris Wokes' first two games of bad form were, were just a blip as he was easing his way into the tournament. Um, he got absolutely slaughtered. Um, you know, Topley was Topley was good again, as you would expect him to be with the new ball. Uh, and again, when the change bowlers came on or where Sam, Sam Curran in particular comes on um, as sort of like middle over bowler, uh, again, the floodgates open. Um, and it, having said all of that, you know, England's spinners in, in Rashid and, and Liam Livingston bowled, bowled really well to drag England back into it. And a more ruthless side or a side with a bit more of a cutting edge with the ball might well have would seen them off for 250. Um, but in the end, Afghanistan get to 280. You get that many on the board and the pitchers offering a bit of help to your spinners. Uh, and that gives them a huge um, opportunity to come in and do exactly what they did, which was uh, which is you know the seamers bowled okay they kind of kept a lid on things um England weren't able to get off to a flyer uh and then the spinners came in well I think in the end were eight for 104 in mm. 25 and a half overs for the for the for the, the three spin bowlers um and England were, were miles and miles off the pace uh I guess the, the the most frustrating thing about it is that England kind of have got as what which we've always 
imagine that they would do, which is try to bat as deep as possible. But at what expense? The expense of having of, of having a bowling attack that is not capable of kind of doing what's required, um, even to a, a batting side mm. like Afghanistan, um, in order to to give yourself a chance on on surfaces that are not just flat pitches mm. that you can go out there and bully the ball around on. And so, um, a massive, massive problem for England going forward. I mean, South Africa that game on on Saturday becomes huge. I mean, England could be could be out of the tournament through what, six games, hmm. um, uh, which, you know, we, nobody would have said that that was, that was likely at the beginning. Um, but, the, but the more you've watched, the more you think, well, yeah, why not? Yeah, we'll, we'll return to how England uh, pick a side, especially if Ben Stokes is available, because it's not, we've all had a go and it's, it's not easy. Um, Joe, we know that Afghanistan have a really good bowling attack, but you rarely get to see them defend a substantial total they were utterly brilliant and you know it's an amazing story as well Jonathan Trot at the helm Afghanistan were winless in 2019 now victors um over the 2019 world champions they, they were just brilliant today not just Ramanullah not just the spinners but Ikram the the new the keeper who come in has barely played ODI cricket for the last four years it's a, it's a really special story as much as we'll talk about England the Afghanistan story globally is very special absolutely and it was that opening pair that we picked out ahead of the tournament that thought maybe gave us a gave them a sniff that actually a couple of scalps would be possible I, I, I don't know if I thought England would be one of them I think that's uh, obviously a reflection of England's poor play but absolutely you've got to congratulate Afghanistan on a brilliant performance Gerbaz was incredible um, we've seen him show glimpses of that in the IPL destroyed uh, Rashid Khan during this year's IPL uh, and England really didn't have any answer to him I mean the fact that Afghanistan have won by their margin they have and their captain ran out their yeah. player who was absolutely <laughs> flying. This could have been even more of a battering. I mean, that was some yeah. absolutely abysmal cricket right there. Never a run. Actually quite a poor throw from David Williams yeah. still ran out by distance. And from that point on, it, it, it felt like for the rest of that innings up until about kind of maybe 43, 44 overs, it felt like England were kind of cruising towards uh, having to chase something that was very within reach. And then actually halfway through, you're like... I was listening to TMS at that point and there seemed to be a, a thought that it was just how long it would take England to chase those runs down as though 280 odd isn't a lot of runs. Mm. I mean, the run rate might not be that high, but that's a lot of runs to score against a very good Afghan attack. And England never looked like they were remotely in it. I mean, it, it's the balance of the side is clearly an issue, but actually it's individual performances as much as anything else. That it, it, They just weren't at the races at all. Um, and the fact that you know, you can't just put this down as a one-off because they were similarly bad against New Zealand. Uh, and they've got real, real problems here. Uh, mm. You know, even if they do somehow manage to sneak through to the semi-finals, they don't look like a side that can challenge India. Uh, New Zealand have already wiped the floor with them and look great. South Africa are showing much more conviction in their play than England. Suddenly England look like kind of also runs, which is, mm. if today felt like a real throwback of a performance, you know, that kind of, being stuck on the crease, tentatively probably forward against the spinners, seemingly having no strategy to cope with it. It felt like 2015 all over again. Yeah. Um, Afghanistan hit eight sixes. England only hit one. After the New Zealand defeat, Morgan talked about England needs to go harder. What did you make of England's approach with the bat? It's a difficult one. I mean, you know, they lost Johnny Bairstow in, in the second over to a, to a really marginal call. Um, live, actually, it looked dead, didn't it? But obviously with the... Uh, when you looked at the replay and the uh, with the with with the the line in and whatever, it only just clipped leg stump. Hence, Johnny was uh, was apoplectic as he as he walked off that it had been given out on field. Um, 
and then from then on, I mean, they were still up. They were still in front of the rate. You know, mm. once they'd gone past a hundred, three down started to look like a bit of a, a bit of a problem. I, I'm not entirely sure that I'm not entirely sure that the approach is is necessarily the issue. I think that that they don't have they don't have the same confidence um, in themselves, which which I think is borne out in in the way that they bowl. Um, you know, there isn't that sort of confidence that somebody is going to step up and do something, do something special to arrest the initiative away. Once, once, once the opposition seems to have got them on the back foot, it doesn't look as though there's any any way that they can stop it. Um, you know, Harry Brook was sort of starved of strike for a long period of time. You got Liam Livingston coming in behind him. They still had pl- plenty of players who would have that that absolute conviction because it's the only way they know how to play. So I'm not entirely. I'm I'm I'm, I'm very reticent to sort of blame it on a lack of intent from England I think what what I think there is is been a little bit of hubris in terms of in terms of the type of cricket you might need to need to play on these types of surfaces um you know the the, the World Cup in 2019 was won in a manner that was not necessarily in a way that, that England had gone into that tournament playing um I also think that if you're England are not a very good chasing team I mean I don't know what what they think of themselves as as uh, in terms of their in terms of their prowess at, at run chases, but I looked into it on the way up, and prior to this game, it was 22 games they've chased in since the 2019 World Cup. Only 11 of them have been successful. They've lost eight, and three of them were no results. So that that percentage goes another one the wrong way um, after today. And and again, you sort of you'd look back at the toss and think to yourself, well, you know, the conditions look pretty damn good for batting if you ask me. First up. And the only way that I can see Afghanistan beating one of the one of the big teams is if they get a, a, a par score or just above, and then their spinners do what they did to us today. And so that decision in itself just felt like it was it was made, I don't know, made, made without sort of due care and attention to the opposition that you're playing against. I feel like there's a bit of there's a bit of complacency, and you could say that in terms of the way that England built up to the tournament. Lots of players not playing. Guys, you know, them deciding not to play anybody in the Ireland series or whatever it might be. People not playing 50-over cricket at all. I mean, that's our, mm. that's our system at the moment. It just feels a little bit as though all we need to do is kind of turn up, stick our chests out with the same attitude as, as we had under Owen Morgan and everything else will fall into place. Well, it's not as quite as simple as that. It'd be very interesting to know how fit Ben Stokes was today because all the talk was that he's basically ready mm. to play. Have they decided... Well, this is Afghanistan. We'll, we'll, we don't want to risk anything. We'll hold him back for South Africa because he would have. We talked about England struggling with chases. Ben Stokes is, is the best cricketer we've got in terms of chasing down the total. Mm. Uh, he would have been a massive asset today. And, you know, we'll never know the answer to that question. Mm. But, but I hope they picked their best side possible and weren't thinking about the challenges ahead. We've got a lot of questions in basically saying, is this a result of England not having a domestic 50 over competition? And. Uh, obviously, that's going to play a role in the development of young players. Mm. But Virat Kohli only played 17 domestic list A games before he ended up playing for India. And he's basically not played one for 10 years. Uh, it's quite similar for other countries. Well, Babrizam doesn't exactly play for Karachi that often either. Um, but what I think is interesting, and you alluded to it there, is the players who are actually in this team and in this squad, a lot of them, other than Adil Rashid, Moeen Ali, who's not in the team anymore, I guess, they haven't actually played that much ODI cricket in the last four years. Mm. And you say their record uh, chasing isn't very good. They actually haven't chased it since March. Every ODI since March, England um, have, have, have batted first. And then you have players who haven't played ODI cricket for about a year anyway. So, yeah. p- so players like Root and Meso have actually not chased an ODI cricket 
since like, July, like yeah. 2022. The, the lack of a 50-over competition, is, it, whilst not being a red herring, is perhaps not applicable to, to the players in this World Cup because most of them wouldn't have played a great deal of it anyway. However, it goes back to the idea, the hubris around sort of, you know, th- how important your preparation is for, for a tournament such as this. Um, and, you know... You, you said it yourself that wicketkeeper has, has only just been drafted in the side for Afghanistan. He doesn't play any fifty over cricket at all, and he, mm. you know, he put in a terrific performance. So whilst it's not, that's not, that isn't the reason for it. The reason that you could that, that you can look into um, at the moment is that the bowling attack looks toothless. You know, the, the teams that have looked fantastic, they've they've either batted teams as South Africa have done. They've batted teams with the bat, um, which England did funnily enough in, in their second match against Bangladesh. That was a terrific batting performance there. So you know. Form-wise, there are enough players who are, who are good enough. There are certainly enough players in the eleven they had out there today to chase down two eighty. Mm. My my issue is is that on surfaces that are not plonk your foot wherever you like and smash it out of the park, your bowlers need to do a better job than than you know. Wokes and Curran have gone for have gone for eighty seven of eight mm. without taking a wicket today. Well, Curran's gone over eight, eight across the whole tournament exactly, now. Yeah, and and look, and this is not you know this is not us jumping on his back after after today. All of us said prior to well, certainly I did before the before the tournament started that I really don't like him as a as a as a middle overs bowler in mm. fifty over cricket. I just don't, I don't see it as a role that he's he's actually equipped to be able to do. And at the moment, England have got their have got their their stall set out on him doing that job. Um, you know, one thing that they couldn't have perhaps have, have, uh, have flagged up before the whole thing started was Chris Wokes having the nightmare that he is having. Well, he, because that's that is, a, that's a massive, massive issue for them. That's a real conundrum now, isn't it? I mean, Sam Curran, I'm, I'd be very surprised if he plays against South Africa. I suspect we won't see him again in the tournament. It, it felt like that kind of performance today when you've yeah. got other options who can do similar things and they might change the balance. Well, the I mean, but not but, do similar things. I mean, this is the, the other side of it is, is that, again, you look at England's success built, built around and up to the 2019 World Cup was in having two guys throughout the middle or, or one guy and a, and a top quality spin bowler through the middle being able to take wickets as well as, as, well as keep runs down. Now, Sam Curran is not that bowler in 50-over mm. cricket. He isn't in 20-over cricket when, when guys have got to hit sixes and he's kind of second-guessing what they're trying to do. But in just normal play where a batter is generally just standing there and kind of like, and, and it's your job to try and get him out, otherwise he will score runs at a, in a low-risk fashion. He is not that guy. Mm. Uh, and that, for me, was as plain as the nose, the enormous nose on my face as it, as it has been to, uh, at any time. I mean, it's even more obvious now. And so, that, that for me, that's a problem. And any, as I said, any time you get find yourself having to having to stretch yourselves in terms of in terms of the runs required to be scored on a particular surface, I think Afghanistan ended up being what twenty five to thirty runs over par. Um, and the team you're facing, their speciality is bowling on slowish surfaces with a little bit of spin. Either way, you've got big big problems. Mm. Um, you know, so planning wise, not particularly good. Eleven wise, again, the Wokes thing. We all, I think, said at the, after the last game that, that the chances are they'd give him another game and that and that he will he will find his form because he's a class act. Well, that hasn't happened, so that's that's a massive issue. But the current one for me give, just baffles me. Do you think they can give Wokes one more? Because oh. now now the South Africa game is so big, you can look at it either way. You can say, well, that's when you give your experienced guy one more chance, or do you say, well, this is it? So mm. actually, you throw in it's say a, Atkinson. It's now. a it's a massive problem because it, because if you leave, so so. I've been trying to. Stokes comes. We've all been the, sitting there scribbling these sides the and saying team, it doesn't right? work. We're going to do this now. <laughs> Stokes comes into the side, right? And it's almost easier to make those bowling changes if Stokes isn't available, 
because the batting stays, stays exactly as it is. I think if you bring Stokes in, you don't drop a batter for him. That's the problem. So one of one of Curran and, and, and Wokes has gone already. And then you've got the, the issue of, well, whichever mm. bowler you leave behind probably shouldn't be in there on the strength of their bowling anyway. So you do then make another change, which leaves you with only four specialist bowlers plus Livingston plus Root. Um, and again, in certain conditions, you would say that that, that's not, that doesn't look terrible. But, but being that you're making the changes from a position of weakness rather than a position of strength makes it really, really tough. The, whichever call that they go with at the moment, you could pick holes in every single one of them. Every single one. Um, and that is not a scenario that, that World Cup winning teams um, should find themselves in. What would you do for the South Africa game in terms of changes to 11, assuming that Stokes is fit? So basically, I mean, Rook played brilliantly today. How do you keep him in the side? And if so, what do you, how, how do you keep him in the side? And then also, what what are you doing with, with Curran and Wokes? Yeah, I'd bring Stokes in for Curran. Uh, you have an issue with the bowlers. You're basically calling Livingston your fifth bowler. And if it goes wrong for one of the five, uh, you're looking for rovers from Root. It's far from ideal, but I think that's the situation they find themselves in. Then it's, does Wokes stay in the side? Or for me, do you bring in Atkinson? I, I don't think I'd bring in Willie. I think that's kind of, that, that feels like a bit like more of the same in terms of what we've seen from Curran. It's a real tough one on Wokes or Atkinson. I would be tempted to give Wokes one more game just mm. because this is so out of character for him to have performed uh, in the way that he has in the World Cup. Uh, unless he's carrying a niggle and that's affecting his bowling. I don't know. Butch, have you, I do, do, I don't do, know. do you notice anything? I, I haven't, not, nothing at all. That doesn't look like just what's cannot, going wrong. I mean, cannot but, find a length to save his, to save his backside at the moment. And you just think how brilliantly bowl, he was bowling, a completely different format, completely different circumstances. But the guy we saw bowling at the Oval here, it didn't look like he could ever bowl a bad ball. But, but, the, but not just the, in the in the Ashes, it was in the ODIs as well. Yeah. He, he was really yeah. good oh, in the ODI here. That, that, that yeah, again, again it tur- that, I, guess, I suppose the thing that you turn around and say, well, it's it's wokes away from home again isn't it mm. um although that has never been that's never been such a stark issue when with with white ball as, yeah. it, as it has been with red with red you just go well that's you know that, that's the literally reason. different ball yes with, that, that's with, yeah. the reason with, with white that's not that's not been the case i mean as far as i'm concerned I've, I've kind of written my 11 down here and it's and again you can pick you can pick holes in it all over the place but i've i've gone for wokes and Curran both missing out i've gone for england having to rely very very much on the top seven which is livingston mm. at seven um, and that you know, with Stokes, Butler, and Brook batting wherever the the, the the situation dictates, and your bowlers as Topley, Wood, Rashid, and Atkinson. So Rashid, I give Ak- Atkinson, and, Atkinson yeah. the new ball. Atkinson can bowl new ball, middle and middle and end, as far as I'm concerned. Despite the fact that he's incredibly inexperienced, right? So you, that's a that's a complete given. But at least there's there's a bit of something on the ball. Um, you can get a decent Yorker in. Uh, he's quick. He can ruffle people and bowl that back of a length stuff that is that is. That that Curran can't do when when it mm. when it's flat etc. Now that could that could go terribly wrong. But England batting as deep as they did today didn't help them. Yeah. Um. And so <laughs> so I'd I'd think I'd rather go for for a scenario whereby you might be able to bowl a team out for that for for something that is around par or or, or just above rather than for ship shipping far more runs than par and then leaving yourself in a situation where you can't chase it down anyway, no matter how deep you bat. So, I mean, like I said, it's not perfect, but that's the scenario that England find themselves in um, with both of their all-rounders um, in Wokes and Curran just being so, so far off the pace with the ball. Yeah, and, and also England, it feels like they simultaneously bat deep at the moment, but also not. Sam Curran at seven feels a position too high. Um, so it feels like they're, they're not really covering either discipline as much as they, they could do. I think the Atkinson thing is really interesting because when he got picked in the squad, having basically not played professional 50 over cricket, 
Um, I thought, because it was based on how he did in the 100, as very good with the new ball and very good at death, that would be how they'd use him in the ODI team. But in the New Zealand ODI, he basically got used as just a middle overs guy. So he has literally not done the job. I I, I sort of agree. I, I'd probably play Atkinson just because that's three three games is a lot. To, to you know, it's a significant percentage of your World Cup campaign that that has not gone right for Wokes. Um, but but then Atkinson's a guy who's literally never done the job. Well, his, his fifty over career, his whole list day career amounts to thirty three overs, <laughs> and he's the and he's the player he's that the we're saying <laughs> he might be the person to turn around England's World Cup campaign. Well, um, and, and, and that's, that's where we are. And that, it's not crazy, but it but it is. That's <laughs> exactly where we are. I mean, I I imagine that what will, what will probably happen is that Stokes will come in, that Curran will miss out for Stokes and the Wokes will, will play again. And that's what I think will happen. And, and you know, he's a, he's, a, he's a big boy. He's been around for long enough. He'll, he will just have to turn it around if that is the case. Um, and, you know, make everybody eat their words, which is, mm. which is absolutely fine. We'll all be more than happy for him to have a, have a great day out. Mm. But at the moment, you look at it and just think, oh, my God. You know, <laughs> coming up against South Africa at the moment look like they're scoring runs for fun. Yeah. Um, the, the game could be over before the power play's done if, if England <laughs> end up bowling first well that's it Wokes taking the new ball against De Kock, who's what scored back-to-back centuries to mm. start start the tournament with with Van der Dyssen Mark Krum Klassen to come I mean that it's almost the worst possible opposition for England <laughs> yes, to face not, at, not the ones you want the, but, then, but then I suppose the crumb of comfort is that it's South Africa and they could you know they could look like the best team in the tournament and then suddenly stink the place out yeah, who knows they usually, who knows? Leave, they usually leave it a little bit later <laughs> they, yeah, they? Might, yeah, might be a bit too soon yeah Anyway, that's it for part one. In part two, we'll talk more about the England defeat and answer some of your questions. Before the tournament started, we talked about this a little bit, but I don't think we talked about it enough. The decision to pick six seamers in a squad for a World Cup in India. Joe, I think it's one of those things that makes sense in theory. We're three games in and it doesn't look like two of those seamers, David Willey and Gus Atkinson, have come back close to playing any of the three games. And they can't, they don't have the flexibility to pick an extra spinner if conditions dictate that, that that's probably the be- better thing to do. And we saw how effective, uh, not just a specialist Afghanistan spinners in Adil Rashid, but Liam Livingston, his 10 overs, one for 33. England didn't have the option to, to bowl more, more and more spin. I guess they had Joe Root, but um, they don't have the option in the squad to have a proper frontline spinner to, to help Rashid. No, I mean, you could argue they don't necessarily have the option in the country, really. I mean, Liam Dawson's a, a very good white ball bowler. He's a very good bowler full stop. But I don't think anyone would say England's World Cup campaign is going to hinge on whether Liam Dawson was in the squad or not. No, it, it, but I, I, I think I, I do, did look at it and just think that that was the... It's either a spare battle or it's, it's, another, it's another spin bowling all-rounder that you, that you might want in there. Um, and that six fast bowlers. I mean, see again, if you you're picking six fast bowlers, and the reason given for doing so is that it's you know there's a lot of travel and there's a lot of games in a short period of time. Well, there's you know there's there's a good how many days are we away from the South Africa game now? Another six mm, six, six days. Yeah. Um, <laughs> basically, they were they were saying that we've got we've got a load of blokes whose fitness we can't trust on mm. on the plane. Well, that's, that's it. That's they, the want, issue. they want to give Mark Wood so, chances to rest, don't they? So yeah. so you know th- that in itself is kind of picking on the back foot. It's not picking for the reason that that's not picking about the conditions that you're going to encounter. That's picking to try and to try and cover put a sticking plaster on something that you see as being a potential problem. And again, I I kind of I I looked at that when the, when the squad first came out and just thought, well, they're they're missing. That Dawson was the was the guy that I thought, 
and and others, you know, oh Morgan might have said, well, I might have taken another taken another batter. Jason Roy might have made it on the flight after all, you know, and left one of the fast bowlers at home. But it was certainly an area that raised an eyebrow. But you're right; it, it's not. I don't think it's going to be something that will make or break, um, make or break England in the tournament because there is there are enough high quality players there if they get if they get it right that it shouldn't be an issue. But it does it mm. does feel as though you've got one you you've basically got fourteen on the plane to pick from. Um, and if both of your, as I said, both of your sort of bowling all-rounders are, are stinking the place out with the ball, then you've got a massive problem. We've got, got a question from Niall who says, not a question, but can you give me some hope that England can, can qualify? Um, obviously, yeah, we've, we've been a bit downbeat. We've been a bit downbeat for the last 20 or so minutes. Well, gee. But I guess, I guess one of Pakistan, England and Australia probably has to qualify for the semi-finals. And I think none of them look that good at the moment. I don't think Sri Lanka, Bangladesh and Afghanistan can muster enough wins to, to get them there. So one of those three got to get there. Um, but as you said, probably don't have a great chance of actually uh, doing anything once they get to the semi-finals. Well, you, ne- you never know. You, you never know. But I think the, the assumption was what, that you couldn't afford to lose more than three games yeah. if you're going to get through to semi-finals. But if the if Australia, Pakistan and England are looking weaker than expected and actually teams beat each other more than anticipated, then maybe you can sneak through with five wins. Mm. Um, I mean, I still, you, you, you're saying you don't think an, an outsider, a, a Sri Lanka or a Bangladesh can, can sneak in there. I don't think so. No. Uh, Sri Lanka have already lost uh, two games. Um, Bangladesh obviously lost lost against England, lost against New Zealand. So and Afghanistan again, I just think their their batting is not strong enough to, to consist is not consistent enough to, to to get even five wins. I think I think actually one of the passages of play in this game that I thought England were were really poor in was um, they Afghanistan get off to that brilliant start. England spinners um, sort of control the middle overs, and it's actually towards the end when Afghanistan don't have a particularly deep batting lineup. That was when Afghanistan got to that above par score or around yeah, about par score. Mujib and, and um, Ali Kill. And I, and I don't think that's something that Afghanistan are going to do that often. Good, Maybe I'm wrong. But, but a, a better, you know, a, a better side. And anyone can get off to to fly. Not everyone, anyone, but you you can you can go around the park in the power play. Hmm. Fine. But having done what England did so well, as you said, with the with the spinners through the middle, they shouldn't have got more than two fifty, two sixty tops. Hmm. They really shouldn't, you know. It's not that's not a deep batting lineup in the in the in the manner that we talk about our you know our team about about England. Um, and so, no, you're absolutely right. That that was that was again you sort of at the top and at the tail, which are the two two key elements of a fifty over cricket. England were were very very bad. Hmm. You'd say, I mean, this is just a small thing, but Mark Wood ends up bowling nine overs. That's probably a bit of mismanagement from Butler there. I mean, I can't think why he wouldn't bowl his full 10 there, mm. especially when Sam Curran comes back into the tack, having gone at 12s, 13s in his first two. Uh, so that's just a small thing. But, you know, that that cost them maybe 10 runs, mm. um, which wasn't going to change the, the result of the game today. But... Um, yeah, you could you could say Butler's not had the greatest greatest day captaincy wise either. But then it is tricky if you're captain and, and your bowlers aren't bowling anywhere near as well as they they should do. Which he had two of his five uh, are yeah. nowhere near. Um, obviously today today wasn't good, but when England got to the 2019 World Cup, they were the, the standout side in the world. And and whatever you think of England 
Uh, you, you probably agree that they're, they're somewhere between three, four, five at the moment. Do you there's an element of that the ODI game has actually gone up to another level and teams have actually seen what England have done and they're sort of just back in the pack almost. Like India at the moment, Rohit, Rohit's playing in a way that he didn't used to play. Mm. South Africa are aiming for scores that no one other than England really used to aim for. Is an element of, of I think that England as well? England are victims of their own success. <laughs> Potentially. <laughs> no, po- yeah, possibly. But I mean, you know, that's that's the way it goes, isn't it? The game, the game evolves and people people take take bits from from the most successful sides and apply them to their to their own game. Um, I, I think that the area. Again, I don't see that England have changed massively in terms of their outlook to that. I, I do think that their bowling is much, much weaker than it was. Mm. I mean, and that's, you know, you, you only you only know what a what a sort of a par or a decent score is if you bowl very well. Do you know what I mean? Mm. <laughs> you bowl really well when a team gets to to um, you know two eighty, you think, well, well, we're chasing that down, no problem. It's probably a three sixty pitch but you bowl unbelievably badly and the team gets two eighty you've got no idea you know what mm. what a decent score was on that pitch um you know and potentially it was two two fifty was tops mm. you know that that's you've got a massive issue if you if if bowling wise you cannot keep control of the game um for any significant length of time and and that's you know that's as much that's as much to do with um you know the personnel available um as it is as it, as it is anything else if we look at morgan had's Archer, who was reliably brilliant, new ball and at the death, and also you could throw him a couple of overs in the middle. Uh, and Liam Plunkett did and the Plunk, and, and yeah. did an incredible role for England. Uh, always ne- always picked up wickets and never and, replaced. They've not replaced him in, in that somebody him in that role because Mark mm. Wood, his role is always you can almost put Mark Wood down for going for going for fifty off his ten, and he might pick up three wickets, he might not pick up any, but you can kind you kind of know that that's going to be his figures. He doesn't ever bowl you ten overs one for 33 does he he's always he's going to go around the park because he gets you know sliced over third man for six or whatever but he's impactful somebody like Plunkett however was kind of was miserly and took wickets for mm. you in the middle which is one heck of a of a combination and they've never found anybody to replace him I, I, or have or ha- I'm not sure they've they, looked I think they caused what we did I think Brian Cast I'm, yeah. I'm not saying he's the answer <laughs> no. but actually did sort of do that job pretty yeah. well against some and they were obviously interested weren't they because yeah. they what they parachuted him into the ODI uh, squad after yeah. doing well in the T20s. Yeah. So they, they definitely wanted to have a look. Yeah. Yeah. I'm and not, and again, not, yeah. again, you know, England, when you go back to the, the six, the six seamers that England picked, they picked three left arm swing bowlers who'd all like to use the new ball. Hmm. Yeah, that butcher's face is special one for the YouTube boys. <laughs> <laughs> Just you know, they all do the same thing yeah. with varying with varying degrees of success, and only one of them is going to get to do it. So yeah. why have you got three of them? Um, well, there's still more than a month of the World Cup to go. <laughs> Uh, next up tomorrow, Joe, Australia, Sri Lanka. Uh, on paper, that could be a great game. Yeah, I quite fancy Sri Lanka here. I do. I think Sri Lanka have been... I mean, the problem, obviously, is is their bowling attack. Mm. Uh, they're missing their best spinner and they're missing their best seamer. So that's a, that's a tough starting point. <laughs> but Australia's batting has lacked the dynamism so far to capitalise that. And Sri Lanka's batting has actually gone really nicely. So mm. if Sri Lanka could just have a kind of a, a, a par performance with the ball... Uh, keep Australia within sight, then we might have a good game on our hands. Mm. Well, we, we got the sh- as you said, we got the shot the tournament wanted, but just <laughs> not necessarily the way we wanted. It. Yeah. Um, anyway, that that is everything for today's show. As I said, still a month of uh, of daily still to come, so 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 bear with us. Uh, cheers, Joe. Cheers, Butch. We'll be back tomorrow.
Social Podcast Network.